Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. Welcome to This Week in Nerd, your one-stop shop for all the pop culture you may have missed this week. Brought to you by the Black Nerd Problems Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Keith Reed Cleveland. And I'm your host, Victoria Vertine. This has been a very, very busy week in the nerd space, as you can tell from everything we're going to get to today. But just in, like, what I've consumed. I mean, to record this on Saturday. And Friday, I woke up by watching WandaVision. Then I went on to watch Judas and the Black Messiah. And followed that up with To All the Boys I Ever Loved Before. Or to all the boys, whatever, always and forever, what this one's called. That's a lot for one day. Victoria, what have you been up to this past week? Mostly working. Hey, everybody. Tutoring is great, and it doesn't mean that, you know, you're doing bad at something. It means you want to be better at things. Small PSA. But yeah, mostly working. It is a great time in the semester, Have I been doing any nerdy things recently? No, I have a whole list of nerdy things for this weekend, though, that I'm going to do after we record this podcast. Judas and the Black Messiah was on that. So, yeah, great minds. Yes, I will go on to say that, like, that is a movie full of wonderful performances. Like, it's just, enjoy it. Very evocative film, but again, a lot of performances. I'm excited for you to watch and let's talk about it. But... Let's go ahead and dive in because you do need to go ahead and do all your nerdy things. Let's get to the show. <laughs> nerdy weekend. Yes. Long, long nerdy weekend. So for our first topic this week, we're going to try out a new segment I'm going to call Reboots, Revivals, and Retirements? I don't know. It's a working title and I like alliteration. In short, we're going to run through productions that are either being rebooted, revived, or canceled altogether because when it rains TV news, it pours, as evidenced by this week's list. Starting up first, in the reboot category, we've got Paramount Plus bringing back Millennial slash Gen Z, Darling iCarly, when we'll actually get to see the return of Miranda Cosgrove as a titular Carly, Jerry Trainer as Spencer, and Nathan Cress as Freddy. No word yet on if Jeanette McCurdy will be returning as Sam, Carly's best friend, iCarly originally aired on Nickelodeon from 2007 to 2012 and broke all the records just in case you forgot how popular that show was. I think it's kind of like the birthplace of a lot of the vloggers that we have today. Moving on. Zach Braff, who I love from Scrubs, and Gabrielle Union, who I love from everything, will co-star in a Cheaper by the Dozen reboot for Disney+, Plus, a reimagining of a 2003 comedy film which stars Steve Martin and Bonnie Hunt, which was itself a retelling of a 1950 film. And the CW ordered a live-action pilot for the Powerpuff Girls. Who knows what it's going to look? I don't know if their heads are going to be proportioned to their bodies or not. We shall see. In the revival category, we have the 4400 coming back to CW after being canceled in 2007. And HBO Max ordered two seasons of Clone High. If you forget, it was a series, animated series, that showed historical figures like John F. Kennedy, Joan of Arc, and Gandhi, among others, as modern-day high school students full-on baggy jeans and sweaters and all that cool stuff. And lastly, in what we're calling the retirement section for now, until I can find another R word that means goodbye, Brooklyn Nine-Nine will end after its eighth season, which is already playing with house money after NBC saves for cancellation after Fox cut it after five seasons and fans rallied for the revival. Oh, and um, speaking of retirements, 
it would probably be a disservice to not at least briefly talk about this. We'll be getting no more Cara Dune in the Star Wars universe, or at least not in the same way we've seen her up to this point, because actor, former MMA fighter, and noted conservative Gina Carano was fired by Lucasfilm after months and months and months of posting very concerning and problematic political tweets. And the mouse don't play that. So we just went through a whole lot there, Victoria. Feel free to take your pick of the litter and tell us what you think. Yeah, so, um, so much. There's so much this week. We might have to figure out a way to do some spillover this week, but things. So I, Carly, I was never, I don't know. I feel like I got to watch like Nick at night, but not like the regular Nick lineup. So I remember watching iCarly every once in a while, like my roommate would have it on in college, but it's not something that I like super identify with. Um, I do really like Miranda Cosgrove, and I think the thing that I'm most excited about for this iCarly reboot is that Francesca Ramsey, who I absolutely love, is on the writing team, which I think is going to be amazing. Cheaper by the Dozen. I could take it or leave it. I mean, I like Gabrielle Union. I like Zach Braff. I'm not sure about that choice together. Like, they'll, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> the live action power. Play. Let me tell you. I named my dog Mojo Jojo. Okay. Oh I love the Powerpuff Girls. <sighs> I'm not sure how I feel about this kind of like. Riverdale-esque Powerpuff Girls situation. That being said, I feel like the 16-year-old goth version of me would have loved it. So I know that there is an audience out there for this. It may or may not be me. We'll see when it comes out. But it'll be interesting, to say the least. I have no idea what Clone High is. Oh, no. I, I have zero idea what this thing is. Um, <laughs> maybe it'll be good. <laughs> I'll, I'll add context. Go ahead. <laughs> I also, this. I feel like I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. I've never watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh. I know. I know. Um, there's no particular reason that I haven't. Like, I don't have anything against it or anything like that. I just haven't. Um, I think it's kind of the same. I also haven't ever watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Well, yes, I am. And so I think that I think that both of those, for me, there's a whole category of things that, like, I know I need a lot of time if I start to watch this thing, and I don't currently have that amount of time or energy to invest, so I'm just waiting. <laughs> So maybe that'll be a thing that, like, now that the series is completely over, I can kind of, like, binge watch and fully, you know, immerse myself into. We will see. Um, one that you didn't put on here Ooh. is Mr. and Mrs. Mrs. Smith. Yeah, that I didn't is know how getting... to categorize that. So I'm like, I don't know what this is. So we'll see. I, I think it's a reboot. I think uh, it's a reboot of the... Not. Angelina Jolie movie? We'll, we'll see. I don't know, but it's got Donald Glover, so I'm here for that. Gina Carano. Huh. I have no sympathy for people who spend all of their time 
on ridiculous amounts of platforms talking about how they are canceled, and I don't want to give them another one. So, fair enough. That is all I have to say. I just feel like we should at least like address it because it's like a big piece of nerd news that we're all aware of, especially like the way our show. To acknowledge that it happened for like some blanks here and there and everything. Um, we currently in the mid two thousands. You know what? It is. I'm excited for it to come back. Um, I do definitely do hope that like Sam comes back though because like their dynamic was like a great part of that show. But again, like yes, the three they have yeah. is more than enough to keep the whole thing going. I feel like Zach Braff and Gabrielle Union should be totally different versions of this movie. I just can't find them at like a couple that has twelve kids together, right? And are happily married, yeah. Raising that, <laughs> like again, I love them both for many reasons. Like Scrubs yeah. is like I think still my favorite television show like ever made. Yeah, and like I listen to the podcast every week, but this is odd. But I mean, hey, I'm I'm trusting that something happens. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Gabrielle Union would not put up with Zach Braff. Like I feel like that would be like, oh, you're cute. I'm a move on. Have a good one. <laughs> I mean, or I could even see them, like, getting together and having a couple kids, but, like, being together enough to have 12? Like, what's <laughs> happening here? <laughs> so that's, like, first of all, the concept of having 12 kids in and of itself is absurd to me, personally, with no children. But, like, them? <laughs> all right. Yeah. And yeah. this is going to be interesting. Also, you have not seen Clone High? Clone High was, like, a wonderful, co-classic animated show, more skewed towards adults, and, like, it had, like teenage versions of all these historical people just all dealing with like typical high school drama like I think that like Joan of Arc was like a gop girl and she had an on again off again thing with like a dweeby Abraham Lincoln and like JFK <laughs> was like the like the jock guy and, like, it sounds fun it sounds fun but no this is not a thing that I have ever seen or had heard of before this Oh, we got two seasons coming for this, too, so it's going to be very fun. Okay, all right. I'm 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 up for it. <laughs> okay, and now for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Now, this is a show that I love deeply. Like, I've gone on record on this show and editorial that, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is probably, like, the last cop show that I can watch and still enjoy and not question my morals at this point. Because <laughs> it is 2021, Fair. and that's the world that we live in. I first got in Brooklyn Nine-Nine because they had a crossover with New Girl, which is, like, in my top five shows all time for a variety of reasons. And they were on Fox at the same time. So I'm like, oh, what's this random episode where, like, Jess is in New York City and hanging out with Andy Samberg? He's kind of funny right here. And then I went back and watched it, and that... I, when, I, when you watch the commercials with no context for Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you think it's going to be one of those shows where Andy Samberg is playing a doofus and everyone around him is smarter than he is? No! He's very silly and immature, but he's actually a very capable and intelligent police officer. And the cast is incredibly diverse for a variety of ways when it comes to representation along racial lines, when it comes to representation along sexual orientation, like a variety of so many things. And I think that's why the fans have been so supportive of it over the years. Like, when it got canceled the five seasons on Fox, I was in that millions of fans tweeting like, hey, bring this back. And I think I may have done like a Tiger Woods fist pump when I found that it got renewed on NBC. So that was a very happy day. Now, I will go on to say that since Tyler Perry's gotten some shenaniganery in recent years, it's been a little difficult because his name in the show is Terry. <laughs> but that's something I can push through because I'm at this point so invested in everybody else. But at least at this point, the show gets to like end on its own terms. And if for anybody out there, I recommend you watch it. Like, matter of fact, 
before you watch the show, they have some of the best cold opens on television right now. There's one episode where Jake Peralta, played by Andy Samberg, is standing with a woman to like for a lineup to like pick out the person who she witnessed like murder somebody or whatever. And she said, like, yeah, it's a lot. I heard the guy singing the song when he was like in the bathroom when I heard him walk out. And it was actually um, a ooh, what song was I'm blanking out, but it was um I think a Backstreet Boy song. And as a, so the tested Andy Sandberg's character like op- turned on the mic and said, "All right, could you mind give me the first few lines of this song?" And everybody went to the line of singing the song, and then one guy just started belting it out like he could really sing. And like, oh, that's a guy to kill my brother. And he's like, oh, wait, I forgot we were doing this because he got so into it. It's one of the most funny scenes I've seen on a television show. So please go ahead and dive into that. Okay. And we've said enough about Cara Dune. But yes, if you're like Victoria and haven't seen the show yet, I highly recommend it for a variety of reasons. Please check it out. I feel like this is the episode where like Keith questions his friendship with me. Because I also haven't seen New Girl. Okay, so I I won't question that because, like, I know New Girl is, like, New Girl was a hit or miss show. Like, if you found New Girl and you liked it, you love it passionately, you watched it. People don't realize New Girl got, like, seven seasons on television. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was huge for a Fox show. And, like, the cameos they got there were crazy. And I will make a whole podcast just about New Girl (laughs) if the NBA lets me do so. But I understand that not everybody got to it. And Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a lot in that same category. If you get it and it hits you, it's going to hit and resonate very, very deeply. So I'll say give it a try because once you start, you will not be able to stop. Okay. We'll do I feel like we still have, I think there's a document somewhere of like all of the shows that each one of us is like, no, you have to watch this. No, you have to watch this. Mm-hmm. Eventually we'll get caught up with each other. But at some point, yeah, there's a lot going on in this category. I'm sure there's others that we missed, but that was big. We're going to go ahead and take a break and come back with video games moving to the silver screen. All right, so we are back, and we wanted to talk about some casting rumors at this point. Some of them are a little bit more set, some of them not so much, Um, but there are a whole slate of video games that are coming to some form of screen, whether it be, you know, HBO Max or actual theaters or, like, the 2021 version of theaters, you know what I mean. So let's start with The Last of Us. So The Last of Us has super been super popular for the last couple of years, won a ton of awards. There's been a lot of controversy. There was a whole like strike, like voice actor strike that happened in the middle, a lot of stuff going on, right? But Um, It has, in fact, been picked up and is going to be a series. And so far, what we have rumored, we don't officially have roles yet, just that they're attached to these titles. The first being Pedro Pascal, and the second being Bella Ramsey. So, Pedro Pascal, obviously... The, the latest thing that we everyone knows him from is The Mandalorian. 
but we actually will probably get to see his face. So that's kind of fun, right? And Bella Ramsey uh, has most recently been on Game of Thrones, which I also haven't watched. God, I feel so... This is just like Victoria doesn't have free time day. But things that I know Bella Ramsey from that are also pretty nerdy, The Worst Witch, which is a kind of fun Harry Potter alternative, and also Hilda, which is a Netflix animated show. So I think that they are both really great actors, and I think that both of them can pull off that kind of like gritty serious nature of The Last of Us. So I think that those are good choices. We'll see where they end up falling in the lineup. So that will be good. Um, It does look like Pedro Pascal, of course, is going to have, you know, the patriarchal headliner role. So that would be good. In other games, let's, let's skip Borderlands for a second. Let's go with Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is a thing that's going to happen, because of course it is, Uh, but we have heard rumors that Knuckles will be in Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and possibly will be going to Jason Momoa, which I think is great. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I think Jason Momoa is great in those things. I'm also excited to see him have a role where he's not, I mean, not this bad thing, but like, he kind of typecast at this point for God to take his shirt off and like spend time in nature. So like do something different. True. Yes. Although I could also like <laughs> I could see that being incorporated into Knuckles' character. Like I could see Knuckles being a bro dude. <laughs> That's totally a thing. Oh, totally. Like he just starts surfing just for no reason. I'm like, yeah. dude, really? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So before we get to Borderlands, because we know that I have big feels about Borderlands, how do you feel about uh, The Last of Us casting and Jason Momoa's Knuckles? Um, so for The Last of Us, like, again, I haven't played the game, but I've heard it's pretty amazing for like a lot of people. But I will just say I love seeing Game of Thrones reunions happen because even though these two characters, as in the Viper and Lady Liana Mormont, never, to my knowledge or recollection, interacted at all, they both had pretty memorable roles in the show. One of them was like, got his head crushed like a melon. Mm. Spoilers, for, I guess. You're not going to watch it. <laughs> and the other one... I'll watch it eventually. Okay, well... Okay, sure. <laughs> By the time you do, you'll forget I said this. And the other one was like the tiniest, I almost cursed, the tiniest bad A person you could possibly imagine. So that's just really cool to see. And just based on that and what I know a little from the games, that seems very fitting and everything. Um, as far as Jason Momoa is Knuckles, Sonic the Hedgehog, I would just take Knuckles and how I've interacted with him in games and other Sonic media and just give him Jason Momoa's voice. It works. It works very, very well. I just am very curious to see if they have a random scene of him, like, climbing trees or, like, doing random things. Like, because he's already shirtless. You don't need to do that part. Just to see how much Momoa in this they incorporate into the character. I agree. And this brings us to the Borderlands news. So, Mikkel and I talked about some of the casting for Borderlands I should back up. 
Borderlands is doing a live action movie. Something that has been rumored for a very, very long time. Um, but apparently it's it's going to happen. Um, and Mikkel and I talked about the first two casting choices which were put out, which were Kevin Hart as Roland, Lesai, and Kate Blanchett as Lilith. Um, I find both of these choices questionable. Uh, not because of their acting ability, maybe actually because of their acting ability. One of the things about Borderlands is that, you know, you are, at the start of every game, you are this kind of, like, aspiring vault hunter, right? You haven't proven yourself. That's the whole point. And so, while I think that they are both amazing, amazing actors, I don't know that that's what these roles call for, and... While I I understand kind of a little bit of director's liberty, also not the people that you would immediately think of to, like, fill these roles. Roland is, like, a six-foot-tall kind of beefcake who is very, is more kind of, like, the solid, like, stoic type. Every once in a while you get a bit of sarcasm, but, like, comedy comedic relief is not his thing, right? Like, he's the straight man. And Lilith is very much a young spitfire who doesn't have a lot of that kind of, like, big picture wisdom yet, especially in the first game. So not the first two that come to mind. I'm sure they'll do a great job because, again, they are good actors, but I feel like it could have been a place for new people. We have two other casting choices that have come out. One of which I am fairly excited about. Both of which, I, again, I think all of these casting choices are fine. I think they could have pushed in. I think Borderlands is the place to do it. So the two new ones that we have is the voice of Claptrap will be Jack Black, which I think will be fun. Again, Jack Black is someone who I think can pull off just about anything and is is super, super entertaining. Um, I'm a little bit interested to see, again, what they do with Kevin Hart in the role of Roland because Kevin Hart and Jack Black play off each other so well in that comedic space. I'm wondering what that will do to the dynamic when it is so different in the games. Um, and then the other casting that we got was Jamie Lee Curtis as Tannis, um, which in some ways I think is makes a lot of sense. But again, I feel like they are aging up the entire cast for some reason, and I'm not quite sure why. So we'll see how that plays out. I don't know. How do you have you played Borderlands? Do you know anything about the story? Have you watched any of like the trailers or anything? And what do you think of these casting choices? So actually, like I don't. I'm just now getting into my gaming stuff again with my PS5 <laughs> and stuff. But I will say, coming into this blind is hilarious because when I heard when I saw this in the doc and they said Kevin Hart's cast is rolling, I'm like, so is Roland supposed to be, like, some five-foot-four, like, comic relief character? But basically what you're telling me is that, well, before I comment, have you seen the Alexa commercial where Michael B. Jordan, like, is the body of Alexa? Yes. Okay. Yes. Com- com- it's a little creepy, not gonna lie. Yeah. 
though the funny thing about that is Kevin Hart came out with his own video afterwards saying that he should have been the body of Alexa and it should be Michael B. Jordan. I think what may have happened is he may have gotten his wish in his role. Like, I think that Michael B. Jordan was supposed yeah. to get this or someone of his capacity who, like, fits the description you said of being, like, six feet-ish tall, like, broad-shouldered and, like, yeah. kind of stoic and all that. And instead, Kevin was like, ha! I can do it too. And yeah. now we're going to see how it goes. <laughs> like, I do, this is, like, after you describe the character, I'm like, oh, he doesn't check any of those boxes at all. I would be terrified yeah. if I were a yep. fan of the mm-hmm. series right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's my biggest concern there. But you did raise a good point I didn't think about when it comes to, because I saw his name too, the Jack Black, Kevin Hart dynamic. Like, I'm curious to see how much money they can bring to a movie together that doesn't involve The Rock. Because you could look at Jumanji's success as The Rock being The Rock and everything that he does is like, he's like Midas. Or it could just be like a dynamic thing and just getting half of that group in another movie for another property turned into a movie. It's like, it's gold. So that could be something that works in his favor, at least. I think, again, like kind of going back to what we said earlier with like the Mr. and Mrs. Smith thing and even like the Sheba About a Dozen thing. These are all individually interesting choices. I'm just curious to see how they all work together. Yeah. Yeah. So to complicate this further, at least, again, directorial choices, like things can happen and it could work out just fine. Like you don't. I don't think that you have to stay 100% true to your source material at all times. But just to throw another wrench in there with Kevin Hart as Roland. So, right, like there's a body type difference for sure. But there's another So there's four main characters who are the adventurers. And one of the other main characters is very specifically a like five foot four latin gunzerker and the size difference is a thing that they like play on for a lot of the jokes and i'm just wondering like how are they going to do that so there's going to be someone really really tall yeah yeah they're gonna have to like switch them i don't know it'll be it'll be interesting we'll see what happens (laughs) And, and it could be, we don't actually know what the story is going to be either. Like, is it going to actually follow the first game or is it going to be a prequel? Maybe they'll take that character out altogether or not introduce it yet. I don't know. There's, there's so, there's so many things. I don't know. We'll see. It could all work out. Borderlands is an incredibly sarcastic, sarcastic, um, just enterprise in general, franchise in general. Um, I think that Kevin Hart as a director and producer is going to be amazing. I think he, he probably has a really good vision for this. So perhaps I just need to sit back and trust because I think that his personality goes with the personality of the franchise and that will be really good. So we'll see. (laughs) Okay, well, let us know what you think about those castings, if you've heard anything else about any other video game movies. But with that, I think we will move to our lightning round. There was so much news this week, and I've only been able to pull a little bit more for the lightning round, so let's get straight into it. 
The Gilded Ones has been optioned for the big screen with author Namina Forna set to write the script, which is amazing. And we also have a production choice of Misha Green, who has most recently worked on Lovecraft Country. So that should be super awesome. For any of you Redwall fans out there, there is supposedly a Redwall adaptation coming to Netflix. It is animated, not live action. They're not doing a Weird Cats thing. Don't worry. Um, But uh, not only is this adaptation coming to Netflix, but one of the people attached to it is the creator of Over the Garden Wall, which is also something that is set on my list for the nerdy weekend because it looks super cute and amazing. Will Yun Lee is starting his own production company called Soul Street. I'm super excited for this. It's a very promising development for having more diverse representation in general, but also just more accurate Asian representation in Hollywood. So I'm super excited for this. I think a lot of great titles will come out of it. They already have some titles floating around of kind of novel adaptations from Asian writers. So I think that will be super cool. And last but not least, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. So excited for it. It's a new animated series set to release in 2022. And we've got some new casting. Diamond White is set to be Moon Girl, the voice of Moon Girl, which is super amazing. Also, we have Lawrence Fishburne as the Beyonder, and then Sashir Zamata and Alfre Woodard are also set to be in the cast. And every time we hear a new name, I just get more and more excited. The title picture for this looks amazing. It looks in that kind of like old school Powerpuff Girls, Dexter's Lab, Vane. I'll probably talk about it a lot. So those are just some of the other things that are going on this week. If you'd like to hear our thoughts on these topics or anything else in nerd news, feel free to tweet us at Black Nerd Problems with the hashtag TWINN. That was This Week in Nerd News. Tune in next week for more pop culture news. I'm your host, Victoria Vertine. And I'm your host, Keith Ree Cleveland. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have a good one, y'all.